It's time for todaystocks.com with host Pat Ballin. And joining me now is Jonathan Buick. He's the Chief Executive Officer at Idaho Champion Gold. Jonathan, a real pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, Pat. Thank you for having me today. Jonathan, I know you want to talk about some drilling results that you got, but I'm sure a lot of people don't know who Idaho Champion Gold is and this particular deposit. So talk about the company first, and let's talk about Champion after that. Sure. So uh, we are a publicly traded company in Bokan, the U.S., uh, trading the CSE under the ticker symbol ITKO, I for Idaho, TKO for technical knockout, you know, the sport boxing reference. Uh, and, and in addition to, to that, uh, you know, I, I make a joke all the time with our shareholders, uh, you know, to be a champion, you need to be in the game. And as a management team, we are, we own about 32% of the company. So we are in the game. And, and, and I would invite uh, investors that are taking a look to, to join us as, as we compete in the days ahead. Uh, so we have uh, just completed a drill program at the Champagne. Uh, that's a past producing open pit heat bleach that Bima Gold had in production from 89 to 92. Uh, it's a project we own 100% of. Uh, we did RC and core drilling, as well as an IP program. Uh, and we've just released the uh, the core holes. So we, we had a really nice hole. It's certainly in line with the type of numbers that Bima had when they were producing back in, in the in the 90s. You know, we had 43 meters of just over a gram. Uh, certainly uh, very economic in terms of where we are in terms of uh, mining decisions. You know, open pit mines are being made, the decisions of the mine are being made at 0.6 grams per ton. So certainly looking uh, like we got some good days ahead of us. Then why would somebody like Bima Gold walk away from it? I mean, they were purchased by Kinross. Did it kind of get lost in the shuffle? Uh, Bima focused at Champagne was to show the market they could become a good producer. Uh, they they saw, thought of it as a small deposit. They bought it off of Glamis Gold. It had a historic resource of about 90,000 ounces. Uh, they, they came in, they showed the market they could be a good operator, and then they turned their focus and attention down to Central America and then later South America. So they, they, they really just wanted to show that they could be a, become a, a good producer. And it turns out uh, they kind of were because they got taken over. Okay, let's get through those uh, drill results in a little bit more detail. You were giving us some of those numbers. But I also uh, noticed that you had a press release from back on February the 2nd about IP. And quite frankly, I don't know what IP is, but tell me what it means. Sure. So it's induced polarization, and that's where you have a, a, a company that specializes in this comes out and they run metal uh, rods into your ground at uh, regular intervals, and then they put an electric current into the ground. And then, and then it, you get a response back uh, in chargeability and resistivity, and it tells you uh, what type of structures are lying beneath the surface. So the, the opportunity for us in seeing that IP is we now have a massive uh, target 600 meters to 800 meters west of where the Bima open pit was. So we, we, we're believe we're in a collapse called air as a part of a larger porphyry system. We have six historic mines on our property in addition to the, the uh, or sorry, including the Champagne mine across our, our we have 26 square kilometers uh, because we believe it's a camp, not a project. And so where that IP anomaly sits, we believe is the feeder to all those old historic mines. There was a fault that came across uh, and all these old miners back in the day stopped mining. Well, now we know why, because the fault prevented them from getting to the real uh, juice of the, of the uh, anomaly. Uh, we're going to drill that this, this spring. We have our team in Arco right now. Uh, we're looking to be drilling this spring to uh, make a world-class discovery. And and what kind of depth are we talking about? And and what kind of depth did you have in the drilling results? Sure, uh, and that's that's a, a good question, Pat. So Bima never drilled below 100 meters. They they never saw a reason to drill below 100 meters, and they only mined to 35 meters. So they literally just scratched the surface. Uh, and and we we actually created a bunch of YouTube videos with a drone pilot, whatever geos is a drone pilot. So we, we now showing our investors, but also the market sort of 
what, what happened, what was there, and what where we are and why we're excited. Uh, the IP anomaly sits, uh, it's open to the west, it's open to the north, it's open to the south, and at depth, it's not open to the east. Uh, and it, the further north you go, the shallower it gets. So our furthest line, we still need more lines of IP to be done. Uh, we only covered about 40% of the property, but if the, the uh, line to the first north sits about, the, the IP anomaly sits about 90 meters below surface, so pretty shallow. Uh, and in the further south we go, the deepest gets about 350 meters below surface. So still again, uh, very, very uh, reachable target. Uh, you know, we, we were drilling 500 meter holes already. Uh, we've seen lots of holes drilled way deeper than that in, in and around Idaho. So uh, nothing about the, the next program is going to be technically difficult uh, in terms of the drilling, uh, but certainly getting our geologic understanding uh, was crucial this past year. Okay, then. Uh, what other challenges are there? And I'm talking about infrastructure. I mean, this is a camp that hasn't been open for, what, 30 years or so, uh, and maybe the environment. Sure. So we, we have a combination of BLM, uh, Bureau of Land Management, which is uh, state and federal. Uh, we also have patenting ground, so we have private ground. And where the open pit was, was on, uh, on private ground. Uh, when BEMA shut the operation, they took all the buildings, so there's nothing there. It's, it looks, uh, it looks look just open ground. Uh, so infrastructure is good. We, we've got highway from Arco, uh, and then, and then uh, ranchers are all around, so there's lots of roads and infrastructure in and around the property. There's power right beside the property uh, that was tapped on by BEMA back in the day. Uh, water access is, is available. Uh, in terms of in the process of permitting, uh, we've already had the BLM up to the ground in November. Uh, we'll be submitting our drill permit in the next week to 10 days uh, to support the ongoing broader exploration. We only drilled on the patents last year, but we're looking to go and obviously make this discovery, which is on BLM ground. So we expect to have that permit probably late April to allow us to come in and, and fence drill that, what we believe will be the porphyry discovery. Uh, and we and so, uh, processes are standard. Idaho is a known mining jurisdiction. It's been a mining state since the 1860s, so it's it's a, a known process of, of permitting. Okay, and that includes the uh, environmental issues. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And with with every permit, you have to you have to show uh, water discharge permit and everything like that. So those are all part of every before you get uh, the permit. That's a part of the the, uh, the process. Uh, in terms of your timeline, the corporate timeline, you have other projects on the go as well. Uh, where does one, this Champagne project fit? Uh, Champagne's showing that it's becoming the feature. Uh, we have uh, another gold property, Banner, where we've made a discovery. We've actually drilled there. We're still waiting those results. Uh, Banner's also an oxide opportunity. It's a shallow, uh, good grade over near Elk City. Uh, we also have four cobalt properties up in the Idaho Cobalt Belt. So we, we're Idaho-centric, as it's in our name. Uh, but I, I would say with the results from Champagne showing that there's still an oxide cap remaining from our drill program, plus also what we think is going to be the discovery of depth, Champagne has quickly moved from being one of our projects to probably the featured project. Yeah, in conjunction with that banner, what's the proximity between the two? Uh, as a crow would fly 150 miles, but it's, it's, the crow doesn't follow the road, so you're about a five-hour drive between the two. Uh, in terms of uh, projects like this, I mean, BEMA walks away after proving that they could do it back in the 1990s. But the other element of this is that the price of gold has substantially gone up. I love your opinion on the price of gold, where it is now, how it got here, and where do you see it going, and whether that affects your future? Well, BEMA made it work at sub-250 gold, $6 silver. Uh, the, the, the economics of the project have only gotten better. Uh, if, if IP had been run back in the 80s, this, this would have been a, a much bigger mine and Bebo would never have left. Uh, that's what we believe. 
and we believe that the drill program this year will show that that's the case. In terms of price of gold, uh, we believe gold's going higher. Uh, you know, Biden took 1.9 trillion. I'm sure it's already been spent. I think there's more to come. I've heard there's already a request for another two trillion. Inflation's already here. We see it in our grocery bill, uh, and a hedge against that for eternity has been precious metals. And so we we see gold. You know, it's going to be fits and starts, but certainly if my 12 and 24 month outlook is it, whether gold's at $1,800 or $2,500 or $3,000, BEMA showed you can make money at $250. And, and, and we think we, we, the economics will show that there's a robust opportunity at Champagne and also Banner, but at Champagne, regardless of if gold has a $200 swing either way. When you're looking at smaller cap gold uh, companies, often bigger gold companies will take a look at them. Uh, how does that work these days? I mean, that was the old model 20, 30 years ago. Because of low interest rates, I guess it's attractive, but on, by the same token, who knows these days? Well, the big gold companies have outsourced exploration to the juniors. They've, they've, they've pruned their teams uh, and they, they will now have a country manager that looks at all of the juniors in that jurisdiction, as opposed to having their own team running multiple projects. Uh, you've seen uh, majors or senior companies come in either in a joint venture situation or, or a financing into a junior, just to get that closer look before making the decision to do a takeout. Uh, certainly one of the, the new directors we've added to our board, Patrick Highsmith, the reason I asked him to join the board was when he was with Newmont, he was responsible for, for joint ventures in the juniors. So he knows what they look for. So I've asked him and tasked him with taking on our data, how we present our data is an important thing so that we're, we're, we're deemed to be credible and capable as a team and that they can they, they can believe in the in the numbers that we're getting out of our, our studies and our reports. Well, Jonathan, a real pleasure to talk to you. I look forward to more uh, from Idaho Champion Gold. Thank you, Pat. Look forward to giving you an update as the days, days progress. Okay. Jonathan Buick, Chief Executive Officer, Idaho Champion Gold. Thanks for joining us.